Welcome to the More Than Pizza podcast, where we exist to walk with parents in the discipleship of their kids and offer more than just pizza. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Austin. I'm JB. I'm Chris. I'm Jacob. And I'm Ray. And uh, today we want to talk about uh, some American idols, I guess is a good title for this episode. Episode? Episode. <laughs> sounds like something. <laughs> sounds like something you watch. Yeah, no, it's really not. I have not watched it since the first one. How do we, what do we say so that we don't get copyrighted? Is there like a special? I don't America? think any of the people that would listen so i think that's <laughs> unfortunate but yeah. Yeah. hope for this podcast um if anything we'll just get a cease and desist they don't listen first. yet true true um but uh going through the book of hebrews uh in chapter three um we we see where the writer is kind of telling the jewish people that jesus is greater than moses and when we look at okay the heroes of faith later on in Hebrews, and we just kind of think of who the Jewish people were, the Israelites, and how they worshipped and idolized people. They wanted to imitate some people of old, and the writer of Hebrews is coming in and is just saying, like, actually, Jesus is greater than Moses. The original law giver, the guy that, you know, y'all, y'all look to so much, Jesus is he's more than him, he's bigger than him, he's better than him. And it just kind of reminds me of, like, how sometimes we will try to model our lives out of after individuals or towards ideals. And really at the end of the day, as Christians, we're meant to be like Christ. And the reason being is because Jesus is better. Jesus is um, greater, more powerful. Uh, you actually get something of worth from him that you don't get from anywhere else. And so I kind of wanted to bring all this in and just think as you guys as student ministers, what are some some idols or some ideals that you see in students um, that they emulate or copy and go after? Yeah, I would say one of the the big ones that you see when you think think about people or whatever in today's time is Taylor Swift. You know, you see a lot Mm -hmm. of that. You mean Travis Kelsey's girlfriend? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and you can see how they they follow um, they follow her. Um, I mean, there's a ton of things um, in their phones, you know, they can spend hours upon hours upon hours when it comes to TikTok or anything like that. I think their phones are the things that we see that people idolize. But I mean, that goes with anybody, not just student ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's so important, I think, for us to to check our own hearts as families and parents to, to see where we're at before we even jump into that, because um, they, they watch us. Kids are watching us as well. Um, and so... Um, I mean, hearts are messed up. I think we know that. Um, I've heard it said numerous times that hearts are idle factories. Um, And we know that Jeremiah uh, teaches us that. The heart is more deceitful than anything else, he says, and incurable. Who can understand it? And in verse 10 of of chapter 17 of Jeremiah, he says, I, the Lord, examine the mind. I test the heart to give each according to his way and according to what his actions deserve. And so, I mean, it's a heart check. And uh, and I think Mm -hmm. there's, there's just numerous numerous types of of idolatry um, out there. Yeah, I would say that the world that we live in now, especially our teenagers, but even us parents and and adults, I think we idol 
thoughts, ideas, uh, maybe even things more so than people. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it's just so mm. easily to access like information about people. Whereas I feel like fandom, uh, you can kind of compare the two. Uh, fandom after somebody in recent years, you'd have to do all this research and like really dig deep, and that's where the fandom came from. Like you grew and appreciating them because you learned all these different things about them. But now, like you can just look up. Oh, that's a fun fact about them, and move on. And so I think now we're way more encapsulated with ideas and thoughts and and things than we are gravitated towards people. And we see that in our students, yeah, uh, a lot. You know. Yeah. And, and we got to say what an idol is. An yeah. idol is a person, place, thing, or thought mm. that takes the place of God. And so that has Isn't to that be. Isn't that a noun? It's a noun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job, exactly. Ray. Well, let's, let's even talk about the biggest idol right now that is where we're at is college football. Mm. How many folks mm. worship on Saturday at the ball games and then struggle on Sundays? Yeah. I think that... And I'm glad you brought that up because I can remember, I made this little thing that I'm going to kind of use throughout the, the episode of, of a heart examination. And it was a few years ago whenever um, I made this, and it was during the time when Mississippi State um, was playing and won the national championship in baseball and all that. And I remember sitting down and praying to God and, uh, and realizing that, that that is something that is an idol in my life was, you know, always thinking about Mississippi State and what they're doing and, and I remember uh, just getting this thought in my mind of, Austin, you can sit there and watch a three-hour baseball game, but can you spend that much time with me? Mm. And that's when I realized that, you know, our hearts, man, they, they travel quickly to anything and gravitate toward anything that can be worldly, and we have to keep those in check. When you talk about college football and something in that setting, I think a lot of that has to do with our culture because of where we live. I think, you know, in the South, we honor college football a little bit more than other places, but take the same concept. And I think a lot of our problem is we honor and we idolize tradition above a lot of things too. I, I try mm -hmm. to tell my students sin that is under the banner of tradition is still a sin. You know, I think a lot of our teenagers, especially, and especially when they graduate high school and they go off to college, they feel like they have to make a lot of decisions because that's what you're supposed to do. You're, it's tradition to do this or to to be initiated into this group or whatever you're doing. I feel like we choose sin and label it as tradition for a lot, a lot of times and a lot of things. And, and that's just not, it's still sin. One of my favorite quote, I came up with this quote, but... Uh... It says Did you though? famous Ray. Yeah. That is it. Um, Why? Well, because it's tradition here. doesn't make it any less stupid. <laughs> yep, Ray did come up <laughs> yeah, with that. One. I agree <laughs> that he came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> I use that quite often. Um uh but yeah, like so in this idea of you know these idols or ideas, um, I also see a lot of times of where we create ourselves as an idol. Mm -hmm. Of where it, it's our passions, it's our desires that I, we're seeking everything for ourselves and that is very dangerous i think in really depending on where you are within your household if you're the father that's dangerous if you're the mother that's dangerous if you're the kid that's dangerous of just becoming all consuming where everything has to be about you and for you that we kind of turn ourselves into this idol and we elevate ourselves to a point of where we don't really care what scripture 
Yeah, I think ultimately it affects our theology, especially of the students. When on Sundays and Wednesdays, you tell them that God comes first and mm. all this, that, and the other, but then every other day of the week, your feelings or opinions come first or your schedule comes first or your personal desires for that day comes first. You know, I think ultimately, and, and I feel like a lot of times when we bring that up for some parents, they feel like, oh, they're making this way deeper than it is. Like the, the phrase that's popular among teenagers right now is like, it's not that deep, bro. Like when I start messing Mm. with them, they'll just be like, oh, it's not that deep. Well, no, this, it is that deep. Mm. Our theology is important. And I think we just need to be aware that when we are making compromises on things, you're ultimately making a compromise on theology and things get risky and hairy in that. Like Mm -hmm. it, it is challenging when you start messing with theology to come back from that and to have a solid foundation moving forward. And I think with the idolatry in the home is at the end of the day, it all points back to priorities in the home. And so um, I was having lunch with a friend the other day and, you know, I kind of live on this quote. It's not as good as probably Ray's, but you know, even with food on the table, doesn't mean a family's healthy. It's just a reminder for us that, you know, sometimes, you know, kids don't really understand what idolatry is like, especially let's say college football or something like that. When they see their parents devoting themselves to it, because they've just seen it their whole life. And so, or, Let's just be real workaholic. You know, kids don't, you know, parents may not realize this, kids may not realize this, um, things. And so I think some of that has to be communicated because if you don't communicate it, there will never be no boundaries and then the, the times are endless and you'll keep going. And again, that's what it'll kind of turn into idolatry. Sometimes idolatry is intentional, but sometimes I think it can turn unintentional and you just kind of roll off into it and you find yourself there. And at the end of the day, it compromises one way or another. What are some other things? Like we already talked about ideals, and some ideals are political stuff. Where next year is an election year, and so like we're, I think we're heavily going to see a lot of people's political ideals become something that they focus on more than anything else. Do y'all ever get the um, the people that are upset that we don't talk about politics enough? Mm. Yep. Like mm. um, in adult life group or adult life groups or Sunday schools or. Like, why don't we, we talk about politics? Like, well, because <laughs> I feel like those people sometimes let their politics create their theology instead mm. of their theology creating their politics. Yeah, I think so. No lie, I had a service one time. That lady told me, she said, your sermon is great, but I wish it was a little bit more patriotic. No lie. Mm. My sermon was called Freedom in Christ, and I was like, it's nothing I mean, <laughs> which is the perfect talk for politics, I think, is don't follow a donkey, don't follow an elephant, follow Christ. And yeah. that's the point of us getting up and, and not sharing a lot about it is because we're not here pointing you toward um, any kind of political views. We're pointing you to Jesus. And that's what the ultimate, ultimate um, time is for us as believers in general is to point people to Jesus. Which is ultimately kind of what's at the root of this verse in Hebrews chapter three, when it's saying that Christ is greater than Moses, not that Moses was a political figure, but people had placed him on a Mm -hmm. pedestal to, to look at what Moses did. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was just a reminder of the person that you are serving, the person that I'm encouraging to you to love and to pursue is greater than that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we need to approach these things and not just politics, every other aspect of life. Like, Christ is greater. And so pursue that, pursue Mm -hmm. him. Uh, There's some things that you can 
get involved with that feel good and that you think are are, are good here in the now, but Christ is, is so much greater and there's nothing that can top that. Mm-hmm. As or talking to our parents or as parents, what do you what are some things that we can look out for to see maybe our students or our kids own kids have created idols? Like what are some things that we can look for uh in that? I think the first thing is to look at their time. What are they doing with their yep. time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, what are we investing in? You know, as parents, I mean, yeah, you can look at their time, but you know, a lot of that time you allow for them to do those things or you financially provide for those things. And so some of that is, yeah, we can look at our child, but we got to do our own self-check. And am I aiding this? Am I feeling this? Or, you know, is this just something they're truly battling their self? And, you know, and you can help them walk through that. But we have to be careful not to say, well, it's the kid's fault when we're feeling that. Um, idolatry within the home, you know, by giving financially, giving time and, and all these different assets. Well, it's also a heart check. Are you making the idol of your kid and mm. putting yep. them on the pedestal to say, mm. yes, I want you to do all these things because, and fill in the blank there, um, it's easy to happen. It's easy to say, oh, well, I want my kid to have this or do that. Yeah, let's not live our dreams through our children because, you know, we have regrets, so. What's that word? Vicariously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big word for the day. Good job, Ray. Hey. Words are hard. Word yeah. of the day for Ray. <laughs> Don't search Google right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. Um, yeah, and I, so going back to the whole sports things and us being parents of kids that want to play sports, like I wasn't very, I wasn't very athletic. I went to Myrtle, and so like being an average athlete meant that you got to play things. <laughs> like... There, it, there wasn't like a big pool selection, you know, just to get the top tier. The water boy got to um, play. Yeah, well, we didn't even have football. Um, but yeah, like it was just this. It, everyone played, and so there wasn't really a a competition for anyone to do more outside of regular practice. Um, now we won one A championships, but again, it was just one A. But like when now and the county that we're in now, there's not many 1A schools, but I see a lot of kids who spend every bit of their time. If it's spared, it's on a field, it's on a court, it's with a coach, it's with it's with somebody. I think for some of us, travel ball really wasn't an option at the time. It wasn't as big as it we're is in now. And it was just kind of like go to practice and do your best. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not knocking travel ball. I'm not trying to say, no, we, if you're going to do something, no, do your best at it. I think it co- it goes back to, we talked about this a few episodes back. Austin mentioned how our goal is not to put Christ in number one and then list everything underneath, right. but to think through, hey, Christ is the head of my life. And then how can he impact everything else I do? And I just remember growing up, uh, I mean, there was an opportunity that I had to, to play an, an extra level of ball. And my parents said no, because it involved Sundays and I didn't get a say in that decision, but I'm thankful for yeah. that decision today. And I just remember even through high school, there were moments where my walk with Christ and our commitment to the church was always greater than anything else. And so there were times that I did miss out on things for my team or for the school because it was the week of church camp or it was uh, the week of something with the church. And, and that was where our commitment was. And were there moments where I missed out on some things like socially and, and athletically? Sure. 
But are there, is there anything that I regret and that I hold against my, no, not a single thing. And so uh, I think it just goes back to priorities and it goes back to how do you allow Christ to permeate through everything else that you do rather than just being another item on the list? Yeah. yeah. I, one thing I really, I, I want to bring in some um, scripture here is I think about John. First uh, John the very last words, now he's talking to believers here, and the very last words he gives is, little children, guard yourselves from idols. Mm. That's the last thing he says. And so that tells us as believers, it starts in in our own hearts as parents, um, but also starts in you as a child as well, is that um, is that we take a check. I mean, God can't feel something that's already full. And so if we're full of pride, full of self and all that, that's something that we have to take into check is our own heart is, um, is ask yourself, is there any, any unconfessed sin in my life? And knowing that also in first John, he tells us, if you confess that he's faithful and just to forgive you of that, but also ask yourself, is there any, um, idols in your life? When you ask sin and idolatry and you ask both of those to God, guess what he's going to do? He's going to press in mm-hmm. and he's going to show you, and he's going to reveal some things to you, um, that is being pushed up above him. Um, instead of him being preeminent in our life through those things, because he can use some of these things that we're talking about to uh, glorify him and as a platform in sports to 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 show him um, to other people as well. Um, but it all starts with with that is guarding ourselves from that. And how do yeah. you do that? You surrender. You surrender your mind. You surrender your your soul. Your your will. Everything to God, and you start just filling yourself up uh, with more of Him. And the Spirit becomes to to just to be preeminent in our life. And then we start seeing things differently. We start seeing God working around us and we start joining him there through obedience. Um, and I think that's what is crucial when it comes to, to idolatry is just check in your heart. And it goes for you as a parent and it goes for you as a child is like have a heart examination daily. And let that verse in First John be an encouragement to you that this problem's been going on for a long time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just you. You're not the first yeah, parent to no. struggle with this. It, it's a thing. So just trust oh, yeah. the Lord in it. Yeah. As a youth minister and I look at sports, and I, I know I'm the one that keeps bringing this up, but I, I look at Tim Tebow, for instance. Like, My hero. Yeah, but what if, what if he would have had a youth minister that said, like, you shouldn't go to practice. Like, you should, you should just come here. You should be here. And, like, I don't – I feel like that would have been doing kind of him an injustice – because yeah. I, I think I, I don't know him, but hopefully, you know, he had his heart right when he was go when he was going to his practices. He was doing all of these things, mm-hmm. and so I think it comes to when it comes to having an idol in our life, it has to be something that we are willing to lay down at the feet of Christ. It is something that we are willing to give up. You know, trying to bring some of this back at home. Do you know kind of what some of the things that influence your kids? What are some idols that might be in your kid's life? How much time do our kids put into things? Um, And then prayerfully evaluate, all right, how much time are they spending in Christ? Like, is there a good comparison between the two? Also this week, take some time to ask your family who or what they think the most about throughout the day. What what is it you're looking forward to doing? Um, Every single one of us on this podcast, we're praying for you. We're here for you if you need us. Just shoot us an email at morethanpizzapodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you all very much for listening.